0: I say pay attention to the Whitey-Bolger case. That's uh, fascinating uh, stuff going on in Boston involving uh, the FBI. Not focused on nebulous issues regarding race. The Supreme Court, of course, closes out their term. Barack Obama is in Africa. There was some uh, actual good news. I think that Ed Markey, uh, winning the special election in M- Massachusetts... Is a good uh, example of a uh, career public servant. He served in the House, I think, 36 years. One of the best congressmen uh, in American history, won the special election in Massachusetts. And of course, we had the heroic efforts of Wendy Davis down in Texas filibustering a horrendous, horrid abortion bill, uh, in which, uh, to paraphrase uh, Miss Davis, This is a bill in which a bunch of men without uteruses are trying to determine the health of women.
1: And not just their own women, quote unquote, but all women of Texas.
0: Are there any women in the crowd? No, 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 no. No. Yes, indeed. And of course, maybe one of the more interesting uh, developments of the week was uh, shortly before departing for Africa, Barack Obama uh, outlined some rather uh, interesting ideas regarding global warming. So perhaps we can talk about any or all of these things. Perhaps we should start out with the Supreme Court first. Uh, Their term just ended. Uh, Let's give uh, the Supreme Court a brain damage award for the voting rights case. Um, I think that their statement that, quote, things have changed uh, since the voting right was enacted in 1965 is uh, sort of uh, a myth a little bit. Uh, Things have changed a a good deal, uh, in some cases for the better, but in some cases for the worse. But I think the naivete of uh, John Roberts uh, claiming that uh, there have not been efforts to suppress voting in recent years, Elections is, is uh, that's not remarkable just
1: naivete. That's just plain not being aware of yeah. the facts. I mean, there yeah. uh, in election after election, state after state. There have been very clear uh, and out front and open, not even talking about the behind scenes uh, funding of advertising, but just uh, plain out vote suppression attempts in legislatures.
0: I mean, I think that their approach to elections and how <laughs> our democracy, quote, functions is just... Um, it's almost like they've read a, an eighth-grade civics book and they sort of believe all the, the propaganda. It's important to get exposed to the fundamentals, but uh, there seems to be a uh, kind of confusion in their minds between de jure and de facto uh, efforts to suppress voting uh, throughout the country. Now, obviously, in the last election... There's some evidence that there was a blowback uh, r- related to these efforts, but many of these uh, attempts to suppress voter turnout were shot down by uh, courts, actually, uh, as violations of the voting act, of the Voting uh, uh, Rights Act. And uh, I think that it's just dreadful of them to argue. And of course, uh, you know, one of the first. Uh, People to uh, jump on the uh, efforts to suppress the vote uh, immediately happened in Texas within days. And uh, this is going to continue. Voter ID laws and uh, all sorts of other creative concepts that, uh, interestingly, the Republican Party has been behind. That's what's changed. The The Republican Party is the one that's changed. They were not behind. Well, and what's
1: changed, too, is, is who's hurt. By protecting voters' rights. I mean, oh, okay, well, uh, we'll just call it all good, and now we can chip away at those again.
0: And, you know, it's important to realize that uh, jury pools are made up of registered voters. Uh, When you see statistics from the 60s, and we're not even—we're talking 50 years ago, less than 50 years ago regarding the Voting Rights Act, uh, in which uh, states like Mississippi and Alabama had African-American registration between 5 and 7% of eligible African Americans, okay, it's up. It's up to 70%. But there have been blatant efforts in recent years to suppress the rights of uh, uh, Hispanics, for instance. Uh, That's uh, pretty blatant. It's not even... Well, they're not even hiding in the curtains there. The sad truth is,
1: uh, and it's a fairly bleak assessment of human nature, I suppose, but in the attempts... To protect people's rights and well-being, you have to assume the worst sometimes. That's the very concept of law itself, right? Um, But uh, despite the naive claim that things have changed, uh, some things are never going to change. And to uh, use the the street lingo, haters going to hate. That's why you have laws to protect people from those uh, who will hate and use positions of power, elected uh, officials. Uh, to uh, enact their own personal biases and hatreds.
0: And I'll just give an example here in the state of Michigan, uh, because it involves Representative Mike Rogers, a ranking member of the uh, House Intelligence Committee, uh, incidentally sort of rumored to be on a short list for possible director of the FBI. Uh, It didn't happen. Uh, Comey uh, got that job. Comey, of course, made his uh, reputation in the... uh, bedside visit to John Ashcroft regarding... (laughs) Not the corn oil anointment, but the bedside visit. Yeah, it uh, almost deserves to be in the Bible, I think. Maybe (laughs) we can write a new chapter. It's the Howard Johnson's version of the Bible. (laughs) The bedside visit to John Ashcroft. (laughs) Uh, Of course, Ashcroft was famous for uh, covering up statues and nude paintings uh, while Attorney General and, of course... uh, Ushering in the Patriot Act and all sorts of other horrid things. But uh, to his credit, he actually stood up uh, in some instances to the Bush administration's effort to even give the executive branch more power. But uh, Mike Rogers uh, passed a bill here in the state of Michigan that essentially disenfranchised uh, students that attend the University of Michigan and Michigan State. He knew doggone well because he lived in the Lansing area that if he could get that voter the turnout down at, East, at MSU in East Lansing, he could win that seat, uh, the famous eighth congressional seat that at one time was the only contested seat in the um, state of Michigan, thanks to gerrymandering. Uh, the bill went through, uh, and he was successfully elected. Uh, I, of course, read a tragic event about a freshman at the University of Michigan Unable to vote at East Quad, right, yeah. who died in a car accident returning from Ipsy Township on the interstate. They made her drive 18 miles, 36 miles round trip. Uh, she contributed to global warming just ever so slightly. But she died in a deer accident on U.S. 23, and her obituary said the last thing she did on the planet was vote. Well, yeah, you should be able to vote where you live, not yeah. where you're
1: from. I mean, in today's modern age, it's not too complicated to uh, make that happen uh, registration wise. Um, that's just
0: downright anti-democratic to I mean, force I don't people to know if you can get room go somewhere else and vote. 3501 uh, of Alice Lloyd Hall on your driver's license. But apparently that's what you have to do if you live in a dorm. Anyway, uh, we'll get, we're, we're done with the Voting Rights Act. We'll see uh, if it's, quote, strengthened. It's, um, as usual, one of these kind of murky rulings that's, that's got a lot of technical lingo in it. But uh, the spirit is alive and well as the five conservatives um, struck down a section of the Voting Act under the rubric of Things Have Changed. Well, but it seemed
1: like there was something for everyone because there was also much celebration over the Doma decision.
0: Yeah, and of course uh, interesting there that uh, the swing vote and uh, Kennedy is the swing vote. No ironic intention of the term there intended. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a swinger. <laughs> not 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 likely. I I think the swinger on the court is probably Scalia, but <laughs>
1: I've got a theory about Scalia that he's already a head in a jar, like on Futurama, because I'm not sure how often we see Beneath the Robe. God knows I don't want to, but uh, I think he's already been dehumanized to the extent. Have we ever had a worse sitting justice, I mean,
0: in my lifetime than Scalia? I... Well, I, I think Thomas is worse, but okay. <laughs> I'll get to them in <laughs> I'll a give second. You the, I'll give you that. I have an interesting analysis of the Supreme Court on a sort of related matter. But, yeah, it's the the interesting thing about the gay marriage thing, and I think that exaggeration is kind of the rule of the day here. Uh, Yes, this section of DOMA was struck down. I remembered when DOMA was passed that I said it will hasten the uh, legalization of gay marriage. I said this is going to backfire grandly. Uh, Once again, it was a political effort to force Bill Clinton into signing the bill because it was in a presidential election year. They had the votes to override, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. He signed the bill. Uh, The rest is history, Uh, chipping away state by state. Uh, We now have, of course, several states uh, that have recognized, uh, quote, unquote, gay marriage. And uh, we have uh, many other states that have prohibited it. So this is going to be a state's rights issue uh, for the foreseeable future and I think what's interesting is we we kind of have reached a standstill on this when I was looking at the uh, the sort of the analysis of the states uh, politically there are a couple of states that have a thing called uh, civil unions they neither prohibit gay marriage mm-hmm. nor have uh, laws pr- forbidding it. or well, civil for- unions apply it. to heterosexual as well as homosexual couples. So the only th- four states in which I see there being any movement on this whole uh, crusade, because this is going to go on for the rest of our lives, I'm afraid. Probably. Are, are essentially are Oregon, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, and uh, what am I missing here? Well, I've got the wrong sheet here, but it was, uh, it was definitely Oregon, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Um, it's interesting that Iowa uh, is one of the few states that has allowed uh, for gay marriage, and that was put into effect by the Iowa Supreme Court. Very important there. I don't know if this case was cited in the Doma decision because the New York Times doesn't quite have the Uh, Shall we say the quotes from the opinion itself, uh, citing the precedents? but uh, you can probably look that up on the Internet. Uh, The case is called United States versus Windsor, and um, this basically was a a case brought before the court regarding the uh, denial of federal benefits to legally married same-sex couples in violation of the Fifth Amendment. Very technical stuff, but I think politically, uh, the uh, California will probably now allow uh, gay marriage to be uh, allowed. That was a different case, by the way. This was a situation where the state of California had passed a law um, permitting gay marriage. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, signed it, and it was overturned in yeah. Proposition 8. And, of course, gobs of outside money came in. Uh, I think the Mormon Church <laughs> might have led the way there. Uh, so we'll see what happens throughout the, the, you know, the rest of the uh, upcoming decades, but I suspect that there's not really going to be that much movement uh, regarding the states uh, uh, that permit— uh, New Jersey is the uh, fourth state that, is, that permits civil unions— but uh, does not have gay marriage, so to speak. So I really only see movement uh, in those so-called swing states. Well, over time, uh, other states may decide
1: to, you know, uh, approve gay marriage uh, for various other reasons.
0: But I think you can make a, a line at the old Mason-Dixon line and a kind of a Missouri River, Mississippi River. Line and you can forget about those uh solid red states uh picking this up uh in any fashion soon so uh this will continue to be a political issue that will be battled out state by state i guess and we'll see uh, this uh, brought up as referenda uh perhaps some proposed bills here and there but uh remember that the it, it, at the state level the Republican Party at the moment has more power than at any time right. since 1928 those are the facts
1: also uh, remember that it's those Bible belt states uh, where you've got the the highest numbers of teenage abortions anyway so yeah they know
0: it's not what they say <laughs> quite often and they've never they also have the highest rates of divorce yeah. So. They get credit on all kinds of uh, socioeconomic data that uh, one shouldn't be too proud of, but uh, Rick Perry is uh, always saying Texas is number one. Uh, The the thing that I wanted to mention very quickly in connection with the uh, court and the Supreme Court, um, the broad analysis of John Roberts is that he's... uh, Suspicious sometimes of, of, of uh, Congress to pass laws and wants to give the executive power more power. But in a very interesting uh, study published in April of this past year in the Minnesota Law Review, it ranked 36 justices who served on the court uh, over the 63 years by the proportion of their pro business votes. All five of the court's current—and I'm quoting from an article here by Adam Liptak, who currently covers the court for the Supreme Court, dated the 5th of May. He writes, all five of the current court's more conservative members were in the top ten. But the study's most striking feature was that the two justices most likely to fa- uh, favor vote in favor of business interests since 1946— are the most uh, recent conservative additions to the Supreme Court? Chief Justice Roberts, Justice Sam Alito, both appointed by Bush, George W. Bush. And uh, Thomas uh, ranks fifth all time, Kennedy sixth, and uh, Scalia ninth. Now I'd crack a little joke there about Scalia and Kennedy being six and nine, but we won't go there. If six was nine, I don't mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To quote Jimi Hendrix there.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that's an interesting uh, other, uh, shall we say, historical uh, observation to make about the conservatives on the Supreme Court. Well,
1: and the real centers of of conservative power. I mean, uh, elections are mercurial things. Uh, You can shape public opinion, but you can't always control it. Um, And uh, when you look back at the historic efforts of the uh, National Association of Manufacturers and uh, even the John Birch Society and all that, uh, there's always been uh, a heavy emphasis on uh, school boards and courts. So uh, whatever business needs, it will uh, make every maneuver to get.
0: A couple of short items from the uh, most recent Harper's Index. I always like these factoids, but uh, number of U.S. retail jobs, Doritos Locos Tacos created in the past year, according to Taco Bell, 15,000. Number of retail jobs created worldwide by Apple, In the same period, 400. Number of U.S. states whose highest paid public employee is a sports coach, 37. Uh, Number of bills strengthening gun control that have been signed into law since Sandy Hook, uh, the Sandy Hook shooting, 14. Number weakening gun control, 37. Uh, Things have changed. (laughs) to yes. john roberts right.
1: <laughs> and they're always getting better there's a musical yet to be written about all that um well uh probably not uh, too much to say uh about obama's trip to africa uh of course everybody's focusing on the the quote-unquote awkward timing that oh nelson mandela's really sick and that's kind of changing the temper of the the mm-hmm. visit mm-hmm. um Certainly, it you know raises uh, it sort of airs unpleasant family business that in some ways sort of uh, not really tarnish but uh, clouds the Mandela legacy. Um, of course, Obama visits the cell where he uh, where Mandela was uh, captive for so many years. Important to remember that uh, it was the CIA who tipped off South African intelligence as to the whereabouts of Nelson Mandela yes. uh, the on the occasion where he was picked up and imprisoned
0: for. Flow of those many years, and let's give Ronald Reagan some credit. He always opposed the release of Nelson Mandela on the grounds that the ANC was, quote unquote, a communist organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: but... polish uh, in the brain once again. Yeah, that stuff does soak, probably soak through. Um, but uh, of course, there are other reasons that Obama's there, and it's largely—I uh, hate to say—an economic proxy war, but. China has increasingly uh, developed its uh, interests in uh, Africa with regards to mineral exploitation, uh, just just the buying up of farmland. Um, China-Africa trade has shot up more than tenfold since 2000 and is now twice the level of U.S.-Africa trade. That's from uh, Edward Luce in uh, today's Financial Times. And when you look at The kind of money that Obama is talking about uh, dedicating to an initiative to help Africa increase its capacity to generate power. Yeah. Electricity, Mm -hmm. which uh, it uh, lags far behind other regions of the world. I think only a quarter of uh, people living in sub-Saharan Africa have access to regular electricity. And uh, that compares poorly to uh, the Middle East and uh, big chunks of Asia. Uh, but uh, the U.S. would start by committing seven billion dollars to the initiative over five years. How much does the United States government give to oh, let's say the Colombian military yeah. every year?
0: About one and a half billion. Right. Okay. So. Now let's add Turkey and Egypt. So the, yeah, and uh, Israel. Over five <laughs> years, we give more money to the Colombian military than we're planning on giving to Africa to promote this. Uh,
1: Free trade. uh, Yeah. So, um, well, Obama will probably take some slack from the, uh, so I guess we'll call them nativists, those sort of uh, quote-unquote secret racists. So he's really a Kenyan that, oh, this is just, he's giving money to Africa. Uh, There probably will be lots of people. Glenn Beck will write a new fantasy novel about it. He's got a new fantasy novel now, although I've always
0: maintained that Everything that man writes is fantasy. (laughs) Or he'll bring out the maps and d- demonstrate to the American public that he believes that England is part of the uh, Islamic world. Right. <laughs> the uh, the growing Islamic world. Uh, Glenn, uh, Great Britain has been a nation state since 1066. I doubt you'll be around for the Millennial anniversary, but uh, I don't think Great Britain will be Muslim in 1066. I think the Church of England will oh. still. I just I, I, officially be the Church of England. I just don't know who buys those
1: books. They're, you know, and he has a new one like every four months. So, uh,
0: well, maybe I it see. has
1: something to do with that uh, Taco Bell Dorito yeah. Nacho thing. That maybe these books are be are byproducts of some sort of. Uh, Taco Bell nacho Dorito experiment.
0: We give you a free miniature Glenn (laughs) back book with your nacho Dorito taco whatever they're called. I am there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, one of the interesting things about the whole debate regarding energy in Africa is that uh, Africa is perfectly poised to uh, uh, go uh, renewable because they don't have the copper wires in many, many countries uh, in the continent to even worry about uh, um, electricity uh, coming in in that fashion. Uh, And certainly, uh, due to the prevalence of solar energy in the continent, you would think solar would be the way to go. And wind. And of course, they take advantage of solar energy in many uh, what I call micro situations. For instance, they have developed uh, some very good solar uh, cooking uh, accoutrements that people can use at the village level uh, to cook food, uh, taking advantage of solar. Uh, Interesting to note, by the way, that the southwestern part of the United States in recent days has uh, been setting close to all-time records. Uh, Of course, a tragedy in Arizona yesterday regarding some firefighters, but uh, maybe one of the more interesting stories of last week was was Obama announcing um, climate change, carbon uh, capture stuff, regulations on power plants and whatnot uh, shortly before leaving for Africa. So I would certainly recommend to African governments that uh, they uh, put the aid into renewable energy and not fossil fuel-oriented situations. It's interesting that the Keystone Pipeline is still sort of in limbo uh, regarding what's actually going to happen there, but uh, one of the big opponents of um, uh, the Keystone Pipeline is... uh, Continues to be Bill McKibben, and he's had some very interesting articles uh, in the New York Review of Books in recent weeks, uh, pointing out that uh, a new uh, study of temperature records dating back 11,000 years shows that the planet is currently heating up 50 times faster than at any point during human civilization. Uh, This is some like it hot from the March, or excuse me, the May 9th edition of the New York Review of Books. The uh, New York Times had a article at the beginning of the year, not even close, this is the title, 2012 was the hottest year ever. 2012 was the nation's hottest by a full degree. They have an interesting chart showing uh, um, the 10 largest cities in America, metropolitan areas, and... Uh, Although I think Detroit is bigger than Phoenix metropolitan-wise, but that, they probably put Phoenix on there for <laughs> obvious reasons. It's hot in Phoenix. But uh, seven of the ten cities were uh, considerably hotter, some of them at uh, two-to-one ratios. And, of course, the two oh. hottest spots in the continental United States, interesting to note, by the way, that uh, San Francisco, Seattle, and Los Angeles were actually... Um, a little cooler than normal. Well, Frisco and Seattle for sure. Uh, Los Angeles was about par. But the, th- the two hottest areas of the country last year were above normal by six degrees wow. per day, uh, departure from normal. And these include uh, a four-corner area uh, in which Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas are involved, Oklahoma being the state in which uh, James Inhofe uh, is the ranking Republican senator who believes that global warming is a hoax and usually emerges as a pom-pom girl for uh, the fossil fuel industry. Um, He doesn't think Oklahoma's heating up, but the data shows that it is. And the other uh, big hot spot uh, last year, six degrees above normal, Uh, pretty much per day, was in the South Dakota, Northeast Nebraska, Northwest Iowa, Southwest Minnesota area. And what's interesting about these two uh, areas is that they uh, are crucial to the food production of the United States.
1: Yeah, that uh, second one particularly is the agricultural heartland.
0: Uh, Kansas is is having greater difficulty uh, growing wheat. Uh, There is a massive uh, drought occurring in the southwest again. And it's interesting that in April this past year, um, the state of New Mexico, southern New Mexico, had a massive um, meeting about the situation in New Mexico uh, regarding hotter weather and uh, water diminishing water tables uh, of
1: course we've had a lot of rain here lately uh, we lately, were yeah. talking about uh, just before the show began uh, really it's rained a little bit uh, almost every day for the last week except for yesterday but uh, here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor we broadcast rain or shine of course uh, but uh, water tables that's the future problem, right there. And they uh, there's all this pressure to use water for things like fracking.
0: Yeah, some of that is mildly insane. Uh, should be investigated uh, with with more thorough study before we leap forward into the the madness of Chicago's uh, becoming quote unquote uh, in in energy independent. Well, we're a long way from that, folks. We're I mean, even with the ma- massive increase in fossil fuel production. In recent years, we're still uh, importing uh, more than 50 yeah. percent of our oil, so it's you know it's not there yet. And I think that one of the sad things about the global warming situation, in general, is that the United States, China, India, and Russia account for about 60 to two thirds of all uh, greenhouse gases. So if you don't get the four of them in a room and get get it moving. It's not going to happen, and the sad thing is, is that the only major uh, industrial power that's made any commitment whatsoever to renewable energy is Germany, and Germany is about one percent of the global population. Germany has made a big commitment to going renewable. There, they have the, the by far of the industrialized countries the greatest uh, current renewable. And it's continuing, and they're even building solar panels uh, in in Germany. Uh, This, of course, is part of the political process involving the fact that the Greens were in a coalition Mm -hmm. uh, back in the early part of the uh, 21st century (laughs) uh, with the socialists that got the ball moving. And so many political crusades are really about that, getting the ball moving. Exactly. Uh, things will
1: take on momentum, and the, game, the you know, gay marriage thing is, is the same. Uh, it's it's going to continue to roll.
0: Yeah, it's an example of something that's moving slowly. It's not going to happen overnight, but within 25, 30 years, uh, it, it, it'll happen in more and more states. But in the foreseeable future, right. I, I see it kind of hitting a brick wall. Um, And that's why in this country, to go back to the German green example,
1: uh, the only real way to get that ball rolling, it's not at a national federal level, but at a local level. Yes. And we have more involvement, local people in local politics. Uh, That's where a quote unquote green agenda can
0: uh, prevail. Yeah. and, And of course, we begin that momentum. You know, are are lucky to live in Ann Arbor. It's, it's interesting to see just, and it's obviously small things, but you have, for instance, you have the wind-powered uh, LED lights downtown in Ann Arbor. We're probably one of the only cities in America that's got anything like that going. Now, that lighting at the end of the day is probably uh, a drop in the bucket in the, uh, in the global warming uh, uh, realm. But uh, you know these these greenhouse gases are continuing. Un-